I'm Serginho Dest, and you're listening to BR Football Ring. Ladies and gents for tuning in, you have my thanks. Welcome to the squad. This is your BR Football Ranks. Today we're talking heartbreak in the fantasy game. Those moments of regret, of outrage, of shame. Your triple captain gets sent off after five. Your star player's form has taken a dive. Made the worst substitution you could possibly make. These and far more, friends. Welcome to Heartbreak. This is BR Football Ranks. My name is Jack Collins and I would try to keep things on course for you today. And with me, as ever, are twin turbos in the quest for all things football and all that knowledge and understanding. Mr. Dean Jones. Thank you, mate. And Mr. Sam Tai. Going to use this portion of the pod just to congratulate Luka Jovic on scoring a goal. Did score a goal. He scored a hell of a goal. And, you know, we at BR Football Ranks Towers have been very, very concerned about his well-being his stress levels and his general happiness after making his big move after we spent all year hyping him up. So let's hope this is the start of He got like a four-minute run out. Yeah. Scored. And not only did he score, a chance fell to him. He absolutely smashed He hammered it. And he it did, was and he did not barely celebrate it. No, yeah. I mean, it was 4-1 at the time, so Please be the start of the new gen. Anyway, yeah. hello, Jack. Hello. Let's start then. Uh, with talking about the things that are going on in the world of football. Dean, do you want to start us off? What's about to happen? Well, what is happening right now is Pep Guardiola is being linked to take Maurizio Sarri's job at Juventus. Now, this is making headlines around the world right now, Jack. (laughs) But I'm told that Pep Guardiola has no plans to leave Manchester City right now. And I'm also told Sarri's very relaxed about his job at Juventus right now. And so they should be both very happy because Pep particularly has some exciting times ahead if he stays. And I wrote about this last week for Bleacher Report. And I think it's worth picking up the conversation here because a reboot is on the cards for Pep. And I think he should definitely take the opportunity to spend some more money, which we know he likes to do. Man, but also, too. Yeah. And just prove to everyone that actually he's not a mug. <laughs> he can't just build a team once. But he can do it twice. He can rise again. He can do it at the same club twice. So this overhaul is to be taken very seriously. The players that Man City are willing to offload, as I'm told. Mendy. Otto Mendy. David Silva, we know. Gabriel Jesus and Leroy Sané. And possibly even John Stones and Ilkay Gundogan. So they're the ones that we should expect or not be surprised at leaving in the summer. So that's two centre-backs, left-back, two centre-mids. Two forwards. Okay, this is a serious reboot. This is a proper reboot. And you think someone like Gabriel Jesus, you're like, that's a weird one. Well, Gabriel Jesus, I think last year was like, I'll give this another season. Like, I've got to break through, though. And he hasn't. Like, Gabriel just is just never becoming Sergio Aguero, the new Sergio Aguero. So it's time to move on from him for, for both parties. It's well, it means they do need to bring in. It, it arises a big question, right? Because Sergio Aguero probably doesn't think he's finished yet. And yet you're going to have to bring in a striker who's good enough to fill his boots in the long term, but equally is happy to learn from him. Yep, which is t- called the Harry Kane conundrum. <laughs> yes, that is exactly that situation. And Tottenham have struggled with it for three years. So, well, City, fair enough if you're going to get involved in that. So let's look at the names that I've been told Man City are genuinely looking at and we should consider could come into the club. Obviously, not all these players are going to because it would cost them mil- like hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds. But a selection of these players could come in. So centre-back, Koulibaly, Ruben Diaz and Skriniar. Good options there. Two good options. Two good options. And Ruben Diaz. (laughs) Ruben Diaz. (laughs) 
Well, don't forget they're not all. These aren't all just going to be superstar names. They look to sign. There are a couple that they're thinking like. Yeah, but Ruben Diaz will names. cost at least forty million. He would cost a lot of money. That's that true. They that, would. They would be much better off buying Benfica's other centre. Yeah, Ferro, his partner, is a much better fit for Pep for well, Guardiola. Right, Pepper letter. We will. Uh, I will. <laughs> left backs. Chilwell, number one target. Fine. But Digne, if they can't get him, I'm being told, is, is becoming an option. Had a good season. In, in a bad season for everything. Exactly. Well, what was a beginning of poor season and uh, it seems to have, uh, have grown. They're, Everton, very good aren't Carlo Ancelotti. Well, exactly, yeah. Zinho certainly hasn't been harmed by the change of manager there, that's for sure. Um, we all knew at the start of the season that he should be one of that team's most influential players. Couldn't do it early on. Um, in a team which was just suffocating, basically, under bad management. Um, now they've been brought back to life. Playing four four two and um, <laughs> up to the big man. Yeah, he's, he's having a great time. Dini's good at crossing. Shock yep. horror. Yep. In midfield, Martin Darun, Ruben Very Neves, good. and Jack Grealish all on the radar. Two of those players feel like pet players. I think Darun's excellent as well. Up front, three of the main options, which I think are worth putting to you: Jaden Sancho, Erling Haaland. Probably won't come this year, but the season after, they're looking at him or Icardi. Okay, so. Cardi's okay. an interesting one. You're Pep Guardiola. Do you stay and do this reboot? And if so, who are you looking at? Mm. Or do you just jump ship? What, to Juventus? Mm. I mean, both are better than my current job, so I'd take either. <laughs> uh, but I personally, if I was in Pep's shoes, I would stay at City. I would do the reboot. Mm. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I would do that. Why I, not? Yeah. I don't, I don't think his, his project is finished yet. He clearly doesn't think so either. I don't see why you would turn your back on a, on a club who have so much faith in you. Like, to the end of the earth, they will back you and stick with you. And they've built a front office around you. Yeah, they've built an say. entire playing style around you. They've converted themselves fully as like a shrine to Pep Guardiola. That's what yeah. they've done for you. Like, why not stick that out? Because you don't get that everywhere. Juventus may not be as willing to bow down to you. Especially when they have a superstar earner already on their books and therefore will probably be... You know, a little bit tighter on the purse strings than yeah. you'd imagine City would. If you could pick a couple of those names that I mentioned to help transform City and take them back to the top of the Premier League, who would you be looking at? Koulibaly's the obvious one. Koulibaly and Skriniar. Skriniar. Uh, Chilwell. I would take Chilwell in a heartbeat, even if it costs City. I think it's going to be a big battle between City and Chelsea for him. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think Luka Dini is a brilliant, a brilliant backup option to have I think there. whoever I loses worrying. that battle will probably just sign Luka Dini. I was, I was thinking about this earlier because I was saying whichever of Chelsea and City does sign Chilwell, someone's going to be left in the left-back market looking quite heavily and you know the options aren't that stacked you know you you look to maybe Jose Gaia at Valencia Alex Tellez at Porto Grimaldo there are more options than there usually are though I reckon but that's it that's the they're the three that jump out to you and I think that you'd have to pay a fair amount for any of those even Tellez we're not sure yeah his contract is uh, coming up to a year out of date so you probably would be able to get into a reasonable price but there is something there is something to prove there for Tellers, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, I think Chilwell or Dino will be good options. I, I'd be interested to see Ruben Neves at the bottom of that midfield. You know, part of me is how much of Neves is just a quarterback gunslinger. Mm. You know, making those long balls over the top, and how much does that work for City? They already have players that can do that. Laporte yeah. can do that. Edison can do that. You know, yeah, they yeah. don't necessarily need another quarterback in the middle. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see how he fitted in there, but. On the whole, yeah, the, these gonna add, sense. Gonna add one more name to that left back list: Teo Hernandez. If Teo Hernandez is available, then then Teo Hernandez is, yep. is well cast. But also offers you some of the same dichotomies you get with Ben Mendy. Brilliant going forward, not that good going backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And City have struggled with that a lot this year. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely worried about that. So, yep. yeah, Chilwell, Kulibali, Skriniar, absolutely. Neves, Grealish, Sancho, Haaland, 
Fine. I'd love oh, to see Grealish handed. Oh, oh, fine. Right, shall we move on? Sam, what have you? What do you have? What do we need to know? You need to know that Alfonso Davies is developing into quite the left back. He's always yeah. dreamed of this. <laughs> he told us, didn't he? Well, let's hear what Alfonso Davies had to say about being a left back. I think left back is has to be one of the toughest one because you need stamina uh, to defend and attack. So it's, playing that position is. Uh, you got to be really, really have a lot of endurance. But well, mentally as well, because that must be like, you cannot switch off for one second. Yes, yes, exactly. And your positioning has to be spot on as well. Um, if you don't look at your back line and you're the last guy, you get you get Right, so that was when we spoke to him in October. Yeah. Uh, when we went over to Munich and spoke to Thomas Muller and Davies. And look, He's happy, to, he's happy to give it a go. He's a professional. But it was pretty clear from how he was talking to he us. He didn't that, feel that, that was his that, best that, that He found it difficult. He wasn't that keen on it. So he's been playing left back all season, basically. And fair play to him. Over the last three months, the amount of progress he has made is incredible. He's gone from... He's, 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 he's learned a whole new position in three months. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty amazing. At the time of that interview, he was 18 years of age. He was 10 months out of MLS to Bayern. He was learning a new position and he was finding it challenging and he was still assimilating to culture. A month later, I went to Frankfurt and watched Frankfurt beat Bayern 5-1. And Bayern were terrible. Davies wasn't great. Attacking-wise, he was great, but defensively, he was a big problem for them. And you could tell, positionally, he wasn't quite there. You could tell he wasn't sure when to look round. And what he said in that interview about being the man on the last, at the end of the line and not checking your shoulder and then being at fault for something is the worst feeling in the world. Well... Yeah, I mean, he was he was having problems with yeah. it. And then if anybody saw Bayern play Leipzig at the weekend, it was a weird game because Bayern were really good for 45 minutes and then Leipzig were really good for 45 minutes. So 90-minute performances were hard to come by. But Davies was sensational. And he's been sensational for like a month now. The acceleration this guy has Recovery speed. is a joke. Like, a player like Furlon Mendy for Real Madrid right now is, is a huge defensive upgrade on Marcelo, if not just because he's a better defender, but because he can't be caught out in behind. He's so quick that it's almost impossible to get past him for very long. And Davies is the same. He outsprinted Timo Werner twice yeah. in this game. And there was a time where he shifted it around Danny Olmo and just exploded He made, he made Olmo blocks. look like he was running through treacle. Yeah, yeah. and Olmo's not slow. Like no. he's, not, he's not that quick. But he's a professional that was almost athlete like, and a winger. It's like a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. Roadrunner. But importantly, the defensive acumen is clearly there as well. And he got beaten a couple of times but recovered. But for the most part, I thought positionally he was actually superb. And what we're seeing in front of us, I find it incredible just because I know, because we spoke to him, how much he didn't want to do this. And, like, yeah. and, and like how difficult he was. And he was, really, he was really honest about that. And to see this transformation of a guy who's now turned 19 just before Christmas in three months learn a completely new position and basically position himself as one of the most exciting young left-backs in football yeah. is amazing. It's, really cool, isn't it? it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm sort of somehow... Proud. Proud no, dad. Pr- I was going to say I'm kind of like, I'm part of it. Like, I helped him. <laughs> I think that might be taking it before. And I think that is the end of Sam's hot day. So I'm going to move on to something that I love. And right now what I love is the Serie A three-way title race. Inter 54 points, Juve 54 points, Lazio 53 points. And this weekend, 
Lazio play Inter Milan. Now, for those of you not quite so attuned to Serie A, this is really spicy. The last time Lazio lost in Serie A was in September, the 25th of September, in fact, where they lost 1-0 to Inter Milan. 18 games unbeaten since then. They play a 3-5-2. They should be able to really get a game on because obviously Conte's Inter like to play down those flanks. Wing backs, we've seen the additions of Victor Moses, of Ashley Young, who are going to play in those or at least challenge for those wide spots. Well, Lazio goes straight up against it with wing backs of their own. In the middle, a Serbi has become a monster. He's been a very, very good player for a long time, but this season, up a notch again. Thomas Strakosha in goal is one of the most underrated goalkeepers in Europe. Mm. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic had a bit of a dip here last year. He's right back at it this year. A little bit more defensively minded, a little bit more busy in the middle than he has been. Goal contributions down, but he's been so useful. Luis Alberto has gone, I'll make the goals instead. Once a Liverpool flop, 12 assists, three goals in 22 games. Lucas Leiva, at 33 years old, is once again making himself a club legend, holding it all down in the middle and up top. Capo Canieri leader Ciro Immobile is on record-breaking pace to break Gonzalo Higuain's 36 goals. Yeah, he's on 25 now, isn't he? 25. I don't get to catch Lazio very often. Sometimes you get those teams that you just don't, for, for whatever reason, see very often. But when I do see them, Joaquin Correa is a player that really surprises me. He ducks in and out of the side as well. He does, yeah. But, I mean, I'd almost kind of... He got to a point where he got to 23, 24, hadn't made the step I expected and almost just kind of forgot about him. And he, has, he is proving me that I need to have a little bit more faith in these players. Like, he, every time he's come in, he's looked great. Luis Alberto is such an interesting story. Because he was great two years ago, then dipped last year. So he just does every other... So he's going to be terrible next year. Yeah. But for now, you ride this and potentially to a title. I can't yeah. believe we're I talking about I think he might be this. my favourite Lazio player at the moment, to be honest. Is Alberto? Yeah, I really, I love watching him when, when he's in there. And the way he can just create things from nothing is just like magic. And when you've got a front line like they've got, it helps because you, their movement is unreal. Caicedo has been such a lovely player. Caicedo has well. been the perfect player for them to play off in there. Lazio, yeah, genuinely one of the... The best teams to watch this season. Certainly not one of the ones that you would have expected us to be talking about at this stage, I don't think. I think, on the other hand, into the second half against Milan showed exactly what they're capable of and why they're in pole position for the Scudetto, heart, soul, fight, and maybe most importantly, rotation. Mm. Like We've seen so many injuries, but the depth in this squad and the ability to kind of fix it up is amazing. And the amount of signings they've made, and they've built basically a whole new squad in two transfer windows... And they function really well as well. Look, if you're going to play for Conte, you've got to accept that you're going to be working extremely hard on fitness and you've got to be disciplined in, in what he wants from you. When he was at Chelsea, a lot of the players did not like that at all. Um, it's one of the things that often is, is a downfall for managers when they come to the Premier League because people are so quick to say, we don't like this. Well, Sarri had the same thing at Chelsea. It's like, well, you have to stick it through for a while, I'm afraid, if you want the success that follows. And at Inter, they've really bought into everything Conte wants to do. You look at the type of reinforcements he's brought in. Ashley Young's been really good since, since going to Inter. Um, Ericsson, obviously, was, was on the bench the other day, but he'll be a good signing for them. Lukaku's been brilliant. Alexis Sanchez is starting to show signs of the player expected. Victor Moses, yeah, Victor Moses is doing well when he, when he plays as well. So that, that, that Ericsson really free kick, had that gone in, the one that thumped the bar yeah. from like, it was like 35 yards. Mm. I cannot believe he shot 
And then I was thinking, as it was, I was, it's going in, it's going in, it's going in. And then you find yourself so disappointed because that's that's an all time goal. Yeah. So like, don't shoot, don't shoot. Oh my god, he's in. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I was saying to my TV when Victor Moses crossed for the fourth. Yeah, because yeah. they had it in the corner and they were winding down. Time. I was like, don't cross it. You, but oh, that's fantastic! What a delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. genius! Absolutely. Still no need for it. Yeah, it's you know one of those. <laughs> Look, I'm saying there's a load of really really good games this weekend. But if you watch one game, make sure that is Inter versus Lazio on Sunday. Right, that's it. For Hot Takes, we'll be back after the break with Rambo to talk FPL heartbreak. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to BR Football Ranks, and we are delighted to welcome a new member of the Rank Squad. It's the host of the Premier League's fantasy football show, FPL FYI. It's Rambo. Welcome, mate. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you very much for that intro. Didn't see it coming. Just be sat in there chatting, and then I get dropped down as that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, you know, we don't mess about in here. You know, we give people <laughs> what they're due, and you're you're here to talk the biggest fantasy heartbreaks of the year, and a whole lot more besides. So, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you in the Rank Squad. Yeah. So, FPL FYI. Obviously, it comes out every single week. We talk about FPL. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have over 7 million players. Give you advice on how to fix your teams. Uh, I can't say for sure that I can definitely fix players' teams or anything like that, but I'm very, very try. devoted to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used my free hit earlier this week and I had 43 different teams on an Excel sheet. And, uh, <laughs> and oh, my like, days. And all colour-coded. I realised at the end, just go with your gut. Stop messing around. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the game. Sam's a bit like this how, with how, normal football. So how, how, many, how, many, uh, how many hours are you putting into this per week? Um, in all fairness, this is a rare week. This was a, like, a real big, intense, intense week because I go up against James, uh, who's my co-host, and uh, it's like a monthly competition. So I have to beat him because this week, this month, I'm not allowed to trim. And uh, obviously, you guys can see me, and this is like six days. So uh, yeah. in 20 days, this is going to be horrific. So there's like forfeits. <laughs> yeah, there's on. forfeits, yeah. And then this month is uh, fancy dress. So there's stuff like coming in as a bottle because you're a bottle job or, or as an egg because you like something to do with cracking eggs. I don't know. So basically, I don't want to be one of those. I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Because um, obviously, I have to, I'm, I'm coming from Leeds, so I'd have to travel in that outfit all the way down to the show. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, it's like down, down to London. Yeah. Like three hours on the train. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not coming as an egg. A lot of people see me on the train, so. Is James from London? He's got the easy, yeah, the easy commute. Yeah, he literally comes over on the tube. And on the tube, no one cares. No, it's people normal. don't care what you No one will even look at you. Yeah, it yeah. Leads, people will ask you whether, I'm, whether you're a big fan of eggs, whether you use free-range <laughs> eggs or caged hens. You know? If I saw a bloke dressed as an egg on the tube, I'd be like, don't, don't talk to the crazy. <laughs> I'd avoid the crazy at all costs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've got you, I've got you. So we're going to talk some heartbreaks today, and I'm sure on the show and, and yourself, there's a whole load of different things that come in. I know Dean has had a thing, and it was one of, our, one of the stories we jumped off of, Dean. So you want to tell your heartbreak story, and we're, and we're going to use it as our jump-off point. Well, I've had a pretty bad season in FPL this, this time around. So... I decided to make Sergio Aguero triple captain for this game week. I thought West Ham at home. I am Denard and I was like, he's guaranteed to score at least two. Triple you said cap- eight earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed Locked on. In nailed eight on. Goals. Eight goals is what you said. So I was like, this is a really good decision. I'm fine with this. And then literally, next day, wake up, start reading about Storm Kira and doubts about the Man City game going ahead (laughs) and slowly I start reading more and more about this storm and clicking like Man City's official timeline what's happening and building up to kick off so Sunday morning the game was still on anyway lunchtime is called off Aguero's not even playing you don't get that triple captain back either you don't get the triple captain back so I tweeted official FPL 
what do I do about claiming compensation? <laughs> like, this cannot happen. You can't take the triple captaincy away from me. Um, now there's been a bit of a twist because Man City potentially could squeeze this game in right at the end of this game week. It's very, very small chance of this happening, I reckon. A lot of people need that. A lot of people captain De Bruyne and Aguero. Um, and I don't know if there's, I don't know if the storm's still going on. Is the storm going on? Seems to have passed. Doesn't feel yeah. like it anymore. Here has passed us by. Yeah. Here has passed. But, but your, who's your, your vice captain in her way. Yeah. Well, my vice captain is Salah. So suddenly I'm like, well, <laughs> Salah's got Norwich <laughs> away. Yeah, but imagine if Salah scores four now, and then they squeeze the game in at the end of yeah, the game weekend. De Bruyne gets three minutes I don't minutes know what I want to happen right now. All of a sudden, it's a lose lose. It um, really could be. But this is a massive heartbreak of mine because my season is hinged on this decision. Um, last season, I fell away because I decided that um, Salah, to jump off Salah about just before Christmas, School I was like, one. nope, he's going off form, I'm getting off this boat, I'm going to get on another one, and everyone else stayed on that one, and I and sailed off into the <laughs> <laughs> And that was that. That's been a bad year overall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking about triple captains, I think Jack's heard this story, uh, but I was forced into triple captain Danny Ings earlier this season. So he's an incredible run of form. Um, the guys at the Premier League basically got him to send me a video message saying like, hey, bro, how's it going? No, you've been like on the bandwagon to start of the season. Thank you for that. You have to triple captain me for this week. And I was thinking, that's not, that's not too bad. Yeah. At home to Leicester, good form. Uh, and, no, oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leicester turn up and beat them 9-0 um, I'm, I'm on Twitter like basically threading the game and I see him online on Instagram because I'm well paranoid about what's going on and he's online on Instagram like, and the game has kicked off in the background and I was like oh maybe it's delayed I turn around and my, mom, and my whole family was sat watching this um, and my mum goes oh Ings has been subbed and I was like you must be having a laugh um, and then I just got absolutely rinsed because I'd literally done an entire thread on like why I'm the king and my, why me and Ings are boys and he's going to bag a hat trick <laughs> and it massively backfired so it's not uncommon to, to make the wrong triple captain choice but it will not get worse than this I think what is uncommon though being forced into triple captaining by, by the player themselves yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean it felt good at the time when I got yeah. the video I was like man yeah, buzzing I was like life made yeah. and to be fair I'm still like living off that bandwagon like Pretty everyone cool, keeps asking me like, I'm telling my cab driver on the way here I triple captain Danny Ings once yeah. he asked me to do it um, <laughs> and then I did also do the same thing I, I got the guys at the Premier League to give the guys at the FPL a call and say can you just compensate me for the triple captain and they're like well did he play yeah did he score no because it was 9-0 and then uh, yeah I didn't get it back so I have to say this just reminded me of my trip uh, not triple captain but my captain a couple of weeks back when Liverpool had the double game week I was like Mane straight in there well, this is something that's actually in the no. list of things we've got, and I think it's, it's going to be part of the, the rankings. So let's, let's throw it forward. Let's get into some of these stories in there. I'd say, like, in, in fifth place, I'm going to say it's the use of bad chips because it's difficult to get your chips right because you never know what's going to happen. But we had so many people who triple-captained Sadio Mane that game week. People were buzzing. People wanted Sadio Mane. And then he pulls his hamstring. And considering the fact he's played over 90% of the last 100 games and people are like, Salah's not fit... This is the guy. He's, it's oh, going to be him. Hundred, and I cannot tell you how many people were tweeting me that day. And I obviously because this is my job, I'm, I'm telling people who's the triple captain. Yeah, <laughs> and I've told the whole world to triple captain Sadio Mane. So when he's gone over, like my dad, who's obviously on FPL, he's on the phone to me. My brother's on the phone to me. I'm getting text messages from my uncle, all my mates at uni. Every single WhatsApp group is like text. People in India are texting me saying, "You told me to triple captain." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not my fault. He pulled the hamstring. Yeah. Blame, blame the winter break. Well, two separate people messaged us this. Mark who's been on the show before, Mark Geshwin, he says triple captain 
Mane on the double game week. Oh, yeah, 30 did. minutes in. Uh, and Lee from the FL family said triple captain never goes well. Mane this year and infamously Shane Duffy yeah. last year. Yep. Just, you know, it, it doesn't seem to go well. There is ne- I, I never see anyone really smash it. You've done You've it once. You've done it once. You smashed it once. You're, I did smash it. And actually, it. Your, triple, your triple captain mess up this week is karma because yeah. you got the greatest triple captain of all time. Yeah, I'm so sour. I'm let him it. Well, I told him about this earlier. I was like, I do feel like this um, unfortunate luck I've had on Aguero this time around is karma because there was a few years back and I was having a really bad season and I was like, I'm just going triple captain here, Aguero, Newcastle at home. Let's just see what happened. He scored five. What? He scored five. Man City <laughs> absolutely battered him. And suddenly I went from like that. He got like 100 points or something yeah, for, yeah. for all the different bonuses that you get for that. And it was unreal. I've lived off it for years now. No one's ever forgotten it in our league. And he keeps telling them, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're um, all very happy either. to see that my team is currently uh, in a complete disarray. Have you got a little screenshot of the Aguero with the points or anything like that? Have you got it somewhere? I don't think I have, actually. I have that on my wall. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's having blown up. I have yeah. thought about. Yeah, I might, don't know if you can go back through the history and see see all that. But probably, we can Photoshop before you know where yeah. yeah. we can work it <laughs> we'll out. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah right up but, there. Yeah, but I, I've just used the chip free hit this week, which basically gets to change the team for one week only. I also bought an Aguero. I bought in De Bruyne. Uh, won that game. I was in the middle of that storm driving to Manchester, and uh, I get told by my mate Sheffield United is definitely on. It's forty miles away. Manchester is one hundred percent going to be on. I'm buzzing, and I have this awful habit. That when I find something, I just go on about it. Yep. So I've 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 gone like I've got Aguero on my team. Yes, this is my week. I've absolutely smashed it. And just like you, Storm <laughs> Kira takes over. And and the problem with that is you're like a boxer. When you lose that fight, people cannot wait to get I at know. you. Um, so yeah, the bad use of chips is probably in fifth place, and it's yeah. very very common. I've, mm. I've I've had another nightmare this week. So bad use of chips. What's yeah. in it for then? Uh, in at four is probably when you don't change your vice captain. Uh, because it's so common that your captain's not playing or your captain's injured and people don't wait until the press conferences. Best tip in the game, I, I, I do it all the time, is just wait until you get the press conferences. But then after that, your vice captain has to be on point. This week, I've got Salah. I have to. Luckily. Yeah. But just like you just said, if Aguero happens to play, scores one and Salah scores a hat-trick, now your vice captain's annoying you. Um, <laughs> and it's common. People often just forget to change their vice captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine... I had Craig Cathcart as vice captain for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally for months. As I always always place. Just get him in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a great tactic. Yeah, you, I think, like, the thing that I always do is I pick a vice captain on the basis of, like, who's his opposition. So my main captain is someone that I feel in the gut, like, this guy's going to be the one... Uh, regardless of fixture, then I'm like, who's playing against the weakest team, just in case? The problem is Salah doesn't score away from home. So um, that vice yeah, but it's Norwich. Everyone scores against Norwich. Norwich have beaten Man City. <laughs> apart, from, apart from City. Oh, they yeah. scored twice, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel this. And also, it's just one of those things where you're like, especially if you're rushing late on, to get your team together, you're like, I don't worry about the vice captain, I'll deal with that later. And yeah. it is very much something that can come back to bite you. Yes, yeah, so you know when you're like booking your train and like you don't confirm your ticket or, uh-huh. or, or you don't check where you're collecting the ticket from and then you get to the station and you're like, oh, I need to go home. I've done it <laughs> way too many times. That's what vice captain is like. So that's probably in fourth. Um, and then this, is, this has been so common this year because this season has been so like erratic. Like Every oh. single week you're seeing like Decore this week just gone, played amazing. We've had like hat-tricks from random players. Yeri Mina getting that brace as well. Um, is having a bench that gets more points than your actual team yeah. or like generally has more points than average player points. And I think there was a week earlier this season where I think De Bruyne blanked, Aguero blanked, Salah blanked, 
basically everyone blanked, and like the top points were from someone like John Lundstrom, yeah. for example, and uh, Lord King Lundstrom. King of the game. King King Everybody's Lord. got Lundstrom, but most people put him on the bench. Well, loads right? of yeah. started. To di- I noticed last weekend loads of ditched him because he, he was obviously not in the team now that Burge came, and then Lundstrom comes on and scores. And Oscar yeah. Sanchez replied to us saying, "Got rid of Lundstrom this weekend," and you're like, "It's got <laughs> yeah. to hurt." Loads got of people. To hurt. It's, it's the right call though, long term. I think you just got you got unlucky on the week that you did it. Like he he squeezed one more. Oh, I'm just going to leave Lundstrom on my my squad. I think when yeah. we did an FPL episode early in the season, theme with Jules Breach of the the Ramble and of BT Sports, she said her big tip was never tinker. And so when we put this out yesterday, she replied saying, I benched VVD for the, for the game week he scored too. And I was like, Jules, your advice was not to tinker. You should know better. And she was like, I know. He'd done nothing for eight weeks. So I just thought I'd bench yeah, I'd him. And then he followed her, I followed her Twitter around that time as well when she was talking about doing it. And she, she couldn't believe it. <laughs> she was furious. <laughs> Tinkering is not... I, I'm telling you, Claudia Ranieri would not be good at this game. No, no. You, you don't tinker. tinker. Yeah. So there's actually a guy called the Tinker Man who said, benching the Lord for all his goals. Every single week, Lundstrom scored or assisted this guys had him benched <laughs> <laughs> that's really common people you tend to bench players that you don't really fancy yeah um so yeah bench your bench get todd Campbell, another one this season people bench him because he's cheap and he keeps rocking it with an assist or a goal and then you're just like so gutted because you want him desperately in your team um dean's just showed me that he has cantwell on his bench yeah. this week Liverpool home <laughs> yeah. Cantwell stuff. yeah but it's liverpool so like you can excuse surely, him no, surely. he's scoring <laughs> yeah it's gonna be 2-1 oh. <laughs> vvd twice and cantwell and dean's oh. got them both on his bench. <laughs> You got VVD on your bench. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. Bench, you, you, the thing no, I'd no. say is you just cannot bench. You can't bench VVD. Dara, the Tinkerman's complained to me about this before because I know him from Fulham, and yeah. he's always he's always banging on about the fact that he keeps benching Lundstrom on bad weeks. And I'm like, well, stop, stop benching doing it. Then. <laughs> Learn your lesson. Exactly, yeah. but it but carries on. It's sod's law though. The week you play, we won't play. So you just got to take that sometimes, though, haven't you? Like I, I think this season in particular, it's got to be an argument for just leaving your team since the start of the season because it's been so inconsistent. Like yeah. the, there's so many players that are flaky. Basically, you just can't count on anyone anymore. Doesn't this like extend to you know when you you actually form your team in the summer? You know when they open the registration for the first day and it's like a good month before the season. You can't help yourself. You're going all right, right. Let's do the team. Obviously, I'll change it later, but let's do the team. How many iterations of that team do you build over the course of a month? Probably about, well, for you, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for us, at least, like, it's, I've done, in the past, I've done five or ten different yeah. ones. It, the first game week comes around and you're celebrating goals for players that you actually kicked out in the third team yeah, that you yeah, built yeah. and don't, no, no longer like, have. I've got him. Every time someone scores, you're like, got him. And yeah. then you're like, and I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. have him at all. Wait, the thing, that's, that one of my favourite things about FPL is when you're watching football. So this weekend I was watching Everton and obviously I'm a Liverpool fan. When Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored, I'm like jumping for joy like he's one of my players. And I was like, yes, Calvert-Lewin! Yeah, see, that's one of my worst things about FPL is I start cheering for like Chelsea players. And like <laughs> yeah, in a, in a weird way, I've started to just learn to appreciate like every footballer. I'm yeah. like, you're in that 1% that nobody else is in. You're a great footballer and I don't care who you play for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be my third. Fourth is the night before you go out, and a lot of my mates do this, you don't confirm your team. Mm-hmm. Don't do your team when you're about to go out on a booze. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I don't drink so I'm fine, but James has done this way too many times. He'll start his team at like 11 p.m., just around pre-drinks time, and then it gets to midnight, and he's like, just putting this guy in, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go for it. The next morning, he'll text me saying, bro, I've just woke up, and it's like 11.45. Uh, what's your team saying? I didn't confirm. <laughs> Missed like, deadline. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? He's like, 
I was out. Yeah, man. Sometimes other things, life gets in the way of FPL. Yeah. Yeah. I know, also, I know a lot of people that do their teams while they're drinking and start making loads of transfers yeah. while they're drinking. Are you making good choices? And taking like minus <laughs> four, minus eight. It's like, no, yeah. put your phone away. Yeah, just, it's a dangerous game. Just stick to a sober one. On Absolutely, a, a always. A game week. Don't drink, kids. Yeah, don't <laughs> drink. Yeah. You've got all week to sort this out. Yeah, this is it. Like, Don't leave it till 11 p.m. on a Friday yeah, but night. You want to wait, right? like he says, after the presses. Is yeah, it, the presses sure. doesn't have to be. Yeah, the presses no, I guarantee like... you Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not in a press conference at 10 p.m. at Carrington. No, they're doing these. They go from like 8 a.m. to like 1 p.m., right? Gives you a good window. Yeah. Get it done Friday afternoon. Depends where you are in the world, though, doesn't it? I suppose it does depend where you, you are in the world. You've felt this pain a lot. I can see that. <laughs> I've been in America and been caught out by these yeah. things. America's yeah. even further behind. Yeah, you, <laughs> no, you should have even more time. Yeah, but if you're on holiday, you're on a different... Totally you, you're forgetting it. You're anyway, forgetting it. Mate, you're on holiday, mate, and you're too worried about this. You've got, you've got your, your priorities. Set, honestly, I've got reminders at the moment, on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> at the moment, I've got a two-year-old who's ill. I've got a wife who's pregnant, and all I'm worried about at night is Aguero, whether he's going to play in this game week. <laughs> Classic. Good responsibility. This is that. it. Here we are. Dean has his priorities bang in order, as usual. As usual. What's in at one, then? These, oh. are all, these are all pretty big ones. Yeah, so this one is so common and basically all about me. It's banging on about a player all week and then like not actually backing him. Or even backing him, but my common thing is I go, yeah, Bergwijn, first game against City, Bergwijn's the guy. I literally put up like videos, little snippets of me banging on about Bergwijn in various uh, yeah. videos, put it all over Twitter, replied to loads of stuff, didn't put it in my team. He scores a goal, and I was like, ah, it's really annoying. I should have <laughs> put it in my team, and I do it all the time. Because like, you know, like, you just don't want to back it. But no, you- totally, but you do get a gut feeling a lot of the time, and I do it a lot, like, especially people like Mares. Like, I don't love Mares as a player at all, but. There's sometimes I'm like, Mares will do it. And Mares will play this week and he will score and he will assist. But nine times out of ten, I don't back him enough to actually put him in my team. And you watch the game and you're just like... Ah, Mares has got another hat trick, has he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Classic. Is, it, is he in your team now? I just put him in for this, um, <laughs> for this West Ham game that's never happened. Yeah. Hates that. <laughs> Dean hates himself. Yeah, he's just, he's just a suck of a pain. <laughs> I think there's some, like, some real like, things about fantasy. And one of my favourites is just picking three players from a team that nobody else has. So last season, at the start of the year, I was like, right, Matt Doherty is going to ruin this league, and so is Ruben Neves. And both of them went in and off they went. And ha- I had Jimenez, Neves, and, yeah. and Matt Doherty. What a selection. Mm. And then this year, I did the same with the Blades. And, you know, you take three, three Sheffield United players, and I was like, right, we're good here. So I've, but now my entire team is made up of Wolves and Sheffield United yeah, players. Yeah. And I, everyone else is like, where did you spend all your money on? And I'm like... Yeah, John Fleck. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, though, the Sheffield United players this season have been amazing. Yeah, I've been doing okay. It's, yeah, it's the rest of the team that lets me down. My Wolves lads have done fine. The Sheffield United boys have done really well. If you've, yeah. got, if you've got Sheffield United defenders and goalkeeper with Jimenez, you're good. Yeah. yeah. You what do you good. think of when people pick, like, would there be an advice to just pick in three Sheffield United defenders and stick in with them all season? Do many people do that? I think a lot of people do do it, to be fair, because I think people go, like, they're keeping clean sheets at the moment, so, yeah, like, why not? I've been saying for such a long time that that train is going to crash, and it has. They've only kept two clean sheets in the last nine games, um, and I just feel like such a weird thing. Like, I'd love to see him in the top four, but then I can't see McGoldrick against Chiellini next season. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't, I don't feel that very well. <laughs> Izzy McGoldrick would send, would send Chiellini for a spin round the block and what then a, make an assist. What an image that is. What a player. <laughs> what a player Dizzy McGoldrick is. Although not a fantasy player, because he never scores. Yeah, yeah. He is a pure holder. Has, has he got one yet? 
Yeah, I think he's got one goal. Yeah. <laughs> he went like 40 shots without scoring. But at it's one, like one Redmond. Point. Redmond used to be a great FPL player, and now... He's good again now. He just, yeah. just, 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 just. Yeah. Like for a long, it's probably a year he, since he was good on he the took, FPL. He took, I think, August to December off. Yeah, he just went, he just disappeared. But there was a point where he was like a six million good player to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... There's loads of different ways people pick their team. So we actually did like a set and forget league at the start of the season. But when you yeah. start the season, obviously you're backing like all the big boys, mm. and like obviously not many of the big boys have come through. So I think I have Sane in that team. I think we've got Rashford. Mm. I've got. I'm quite sure I've got a player who's actually left the league, but I'm not sure who it is. But I remember looking at. It, I just saw like a red marker. It might have been Sanchez, you know, because um, <laughs> we made it like literally just as the season was due to start. Right. Yeah. Um, but a common one, like my sister does this all the time when she makes a team. Who's the best looking? Who are the best looking players in the league? And she'll just pick the best looking players in the t- in I that's that all right. and I'm just sat there arguing with her about the best looking players in the league and she's just like well, well he's really good looking I'm like, but he play- he's, like, he's not going to do anything he's really good looking like, that's not, not, the, that's not <laughs> how you pick your team <laughs> you do worse yeah, yeah. I, bet that team, got a I bet that team does alright yeah. yeah. there's, there's seeking differentials and then there's that yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think she's, she's fourth actually in, the, in our league at home <laughs> in the overall league in the, yeah. ha- in the, ha- the ha- <laughs> team <laughs> handsome yeah well I don't know what her team name is but I just know she's got a lot of players in the She's got Jack Grealish. She's got Jack Grealish, yeah. yeah. I, and I think Jack Grealish has been a captain for the last few yeah, weeks. Right. Um, Super handsome, does that yeah. mean he is? Yeah. I mean, She's got uh, great hair. Great hair. <laughs> oh, cracking hair. You've got great hair. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the streaks through yeah, it and you, see how we like, look. Rivaling Jack Grealish. We, yeah. we, we really hope he's joking. Talking of this, talking of set and forget, I'm, I'm absolutely not joking. Talking of set and forget, I got a message on Twitter from Valentins, and he said, in Germany we have the Kicker Interactive Manager Spiel, which is very different. He says, so basically you get 42 million euros at the start of the season, and they set prices for all the players, and they stay the same. But you buy the players at the start, and you just, that's it. And he says, good, but also you can only pick, you, you can pick your 11 on match days and whatever, but it's like, it problematic sometimes, like once my father bought Hyung Min Son from Leverkusen for 6 million and then Tottenham signed him at the end of August <laughs> and he just had him in there until the January transfer window by making zero points. But it's quite an interesting one. That how, you many, just... how many players do you get, does he say? I presume you've got to get like a fair few... Eight on the bench, it looks like. Okay. So, yeah, it's a 19 man squad. 19 men for 42 million. The prices must be. The really prices must be cheap. They must cost a couple of million yeah. each. Yeah. 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 8.5 million for Lewandowski, but 2 million for okay. Turan. Got you. So, Ooh. which has been great value that's this season. That's about half the price imagine. of what our players are. Yeah. yeah. So. But 8.5 for Lewandowski, that's the entire budget gone, mate. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, one seventh of your budget five. for 19. You're 100% picking him because if you don't, you've got no chance. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think it's an really interesting one, isn't it? That you could only transfer in. I mean, I suppose it's a little bit like being a manager. You can only make transfers in the, in the, in the window. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, like, I quite like interesting. It. I quite like it as well. I, I think mean, we should do it next season. stressing too much every week about transfers, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, I've got Freddie Woodman in my team. And obviously, he doesn't play in the Premier League. Um, he's on loan, I think, at Swansea. And he's a good friend of mine. So, like, I remember I, I every week I was, like, posting my, my, my team on Instagram. And he saw it one of the weeks and texted me saying, he'd taken the mick. I was like, what's up? Like, completely forgot he was in my team. He's like, I play for Swansea now. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And then I like, looked and I was like, yes, you do play for Swansea now. <laughs> I was like, but as a loyal friend, I'm keeping you in my team. <laughs> Sam, you only play draft now. I do only play draft, yeah. Um, and, you know, why? Why should um, we ask? So I think it was, I got fed up of having the same players as everybody else. There's a couple of things that happened in, 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 a, in a short period of time. One, I've discovered NFL fantasy and drafting and kind of fell in love with that concept of having that player for yourself and therefore no one else gets the points when he scores a touchdown. I loved the fact that I had all of those points and it was a disadvantage to everybody else. This was also about the same amount of time 
where Seamus Coleman became Seamus Goldman and scored Brilliant. like eight goals in like one season. Probably my favourite period ever. It was great. And I had Coleman in my team and I was like, yes, Coleman scored again. And I was like, sweet, everyone's got Coleman, so it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, gonna, and I was com- comparing and contrasting the two methods and I was just like, I can't celebrate this this much because everybody else is getting the same points. And that's why it becomes about differentials. And Dean, Dean sometimes comes in and goes, right, I'm getting off this salad train. Everyone's got him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think two steps ahead. You know, like the chess player Magnus Carlsen plays fantasy football and he yeah. reached the rank, rank number one yeah. uh, not so long ago. And he, according to his friends, I read an article, uh, an interview about it, like he's always like three steps ahead of everybody else as you would be as a professional chess player, thinking about those differentials, identifying who everyone else has and trying to figure out how to get the better of them. Basically don't have time for that. So I just decided I'll go with NFL fantasy draft and I'll go for Premier League draft. And we used to do it on like spreadsheets. Like before the actual official app brought out draft, we were doing it on spreadsheets, 20 people. And we go to a pub and draft on the night. Uh, it took about wow. three and a half hours or something like that. I, did, I joined one year mainly just for the night at the pub. Yeah, that's the yeah. best no, I thought we were gonna, When I joined the draft league, I thought there was going to be this, but we actually have never done it since I joined. So yeah. I don't know if that's because I'm now invited. You were not um, invited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was a rough... We, we sat in the office, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah. We sat there well, next, to, next to each other. But that's... that's that's more fun. It, it, it's obviously the American style one. Yeah, the, the draft night like, was draft definitely night. Highlight. Right. Like draft the rest night of the brilliant. year. Yeah, like he I'm like, want to make some transfers, but there's no strikers left on the whole game. Yeah, that's the which problem. Which is like, I was like, I've got Joel Linton. He's scored one goal all season. I mean, I mean, but I can't get rid of him because there's nobody else. I mean, I lost, I lost Wesley to an ACL injury on the 1st of January and was delighted. This is the level we're at. Delighted to pick up Cenk Tossen just because he'd moved on loan to Palace, who's now done his hamstring. Like, that was like a, a huge victory for me to pick up Tossen, <laughs> which is not a good situation to be no, in. No, it's really not. But I like a challenge. <laughs> right, we are going to be back after the break for a load of questions around the roulette wheel and Sam's nonsense rankings. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to BR Football Ranks. And we're going to start this last section with Dean Jones's Melon of the Week. Oh, I thought you'd forgotten me. It's time for Melon of the Week. This week's Melon of the Week is Phil Neville. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, if you haven't read this interview yet with his wife, Julie, then go and look it up. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I'm just going to pick a tiny little passage from what Julie said. This probably isn't even the worst of it, to be honest. I do all the cooking at home. Phil doesn't know how to cook. We've been married 20 years and we've been together 23 years. He's never even made me a drink. He's not capable. He's just never learned. He just doesn't know how. It's not that I think he wouldn't do it if he could. He just doesn't know how to do it. That is her direct quote. Just a reminder, Phil Neville is a 43-year-old man. Also, like, when she says make a drink, does she mean, like, a cup of tea? Because we all know Sam's engaged with making a cup of tea. But if she's talking about, like... She's talking about a drink because... A glass of water? And if you look at her um, Instagram page, there is, a, there is a point where there's a picture of their fridge at home and it looks like you're walking into, like, a newsagent because there's just a fridge and it's full of, like... Yazoo, Lucasade, yeah. it's got it's drinks water. Only. It's it's only drinks in this fridge, and they're all lined up perfectly because he can't make a drink. Does Phil Neville still have a quiz machine in his house? I don't know, but he definitely he did at some quiz point. Yeah. And I've, I think that's the biggest flex I've ever seen. I just like say at home playing who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> yeah. and then collecting the money back afterwards. I'm, like, I'm not waiting, I'm, I'm making sorry. or losing any money anymore. I'm just here to play quizzes. It's an archaic 
archaic relationship they've got going on. And Phil Neville's an absolute melon. Can't even make a drink or cook. It was a pretty gobsmacking interview, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was pretty breathtaking. Yeah. I'm so confused. Like, why? Why? Firstly, like, wait. I'm so confused. Like, I we, don't understand don't why worry. she's told why the journalist the all this. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking. Like, and, and also when she gave the interview, did she not realise she was literally saying her husband is like completely incompetent? Mate, there's way worse stuff about when she was in labour and he left to go training. Trust me, you need it's to read the interview. Oh, <laughs> he left a... her to go training when she was in labour. Okay. Yeah, and it was yeah. like a bad labour. <laughs> wow. He was like, I've got to go to Carrington. <laughs> Practising new five in the back routine. <laughs> we could work on the back five. I better go. You're going to be all right? No, actually. No, I'm a real pain. <laughs> Um, right, oh. with Phil Neville officially crowned as Men of the Week, let's give this wheel a spin and see what comes up. Oh! oh. oh. The Reese James question! Twice in a row. It's a question about Neymar's birthday from last week. Oh. Um, you, some of you have seen this. He had a big all-white birthday party. Um, Shouts out to my boy Sergio Rico for getting the invite. Um, he says, if you, would, if you had Neymar's birthday, you had unlimited funds, basically, where would you have it? And which three footballers would you bring along? Dean Jones, I'm going to start with you. Um, I would have it at my local golf club because I had my own 21st birthday at the local golf club and it was great. So no, re- no reason to change that. So <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited budget, but you know. <laughs> we'll put the budget somewhere else apart from the venue. You can go into the drinks bill. Um, I don't think that you get unlimited budget, Dean. It's, it's unlimited. You could do a venue yeah, and fine. a drinks okay, bill. Fine. <laughs> it doesn't Why matter. Are you the golf club is perfectly capable of hosting this <laughs> okay, event. Okay, all right. I'd have Tom Kearney, Isco and Pala de Bella. <laughs> For any reason? or just This is my favourite three footballers. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'd want them all there. Sam? Uh, I would take three unrecognisable lower league footballers that you could not pick out of a lineup because <laughs> I would not want anyone there to be more famous than me. And I would go to the moon. More famous than me. The moon? I'm not budget, famous. Uh, unlimited budget. I mean, budget is unlimited. You, you can, can go to the you moon. You can go to the moon if you want, Rambo. Uh, I mean, you? I've got to more realistic. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> I'm going Buckingham Palace, DJ Elizabeth. I reckon she's good on the deck. <laughs> very um, realistic, mate. Yeah. If she listens to this... Please, I like Earth. Keep me here. Um, she does listen. Yeah, I pr- she probably would. I would, personally. Yeah. Um, my three footballers, I've gone for a bit of a blend. I've gone Balotelli, because like, I'd have Balotelli there and I'd put fireworks in random places. So just you destroy case, like, Buckingham just, Palace. Yeah, you just like fancies whacking on a firework and be like, ah! Oh! We make the news, I'd get a little more famous, a few more Instagram followers. True, yeah, good exposure. Um, the Mo Salah, I don't know if you... Have you seen the video of him like protecting the drinks when Liverpool are like yeah. celebrating? That's I think cute. they're celebrating yeah. a win. Yeah. I want someone who, who doesn't get the floor dirty. I don't want to pay for the cleaners. I know I've got a limit budget, but I hate paying for the cleaners. <laughs> so Mo Salah to keep the, floor, fl- the floors clean. And then I've got Jamie Carragher. I feel like the end of a night out... He's the sort of guy who keeps it going. You know, like the people who are like, get up and start singing. They move on to karaoke or something. Yeah, yeah like everyone whips their phone out. Like, Carragher's that guy. So Yeah, I think he definitely is. Like, yeah. He's my guy. All right. Free. What do you reckon? I'm going to take the Scala Theatre in Milan because I think it looks really cool. And also, the pictures would be absolutely like out of this world. If you no, the, the pictures Scarlet. on the moon would be out of this world. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad I did this podcast with you two. Um, <laughs> I would have Jack Wilshire. Jack Grealish and Jack Butland oh. for a full hand of winning Jacks and also because all three of those blokes are wrong ones, I think and therefore <laughs> we could have like wow. a genuine absolute yeah of course you've seen yeah, they, they like, they like a is, night out this is a night out they like a, a night out sake we're, yeah. we're getting on it we're going on one and we're going to you know tear the Scala apart yeah, so to be fair, this that, is what we're going that with that is a decent party that four Jacks that's yeah. a winning hand yeah. just don't have Phil Neville working on the bar yeah. <laughs> 
We'll be waiting all night for a drink. <laughs> all right, let's give it a spin again. Number eight. Okay, this is from Sam GG01. He says, who is your pick to be the next best manager? I assume he means the next big thing in management, the next Jurgen Klopp, next Pep Guardiola. So Rambo, I'm going to start with you. It's funny you say Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola because uh, Nagelsmann, I think, has a bit of both. I mean, he's, he's so passionate. Um, this weekend, getting that draw against Bayern. A lot of people watched that game and thought like, Leipzig played for a draw, but they had three big chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they could have definitely stole that game, made a few bad choices in the final third. But then also, he's 32 years old, or 33. I mean, like, my brother's that age, and he's sat at home probably listening to this. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, no offence to you, mate, but I wish Nagelsmann was my brother. Uh, but he just knows his football, and I just think the way, what he's done for Leipzig, the football they play, yeah. uh, and a lot of people now are going, like, they've got such a good side, like, they've got such a good young, promising team. That only really comes from the manager. I think yeah. tactically he's astute, and, and to be given by in competition... Uh, with the sort of like the quality difference is completely insane, but the age thing really gets me. That's 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 where I, I just look at him and I'm like, you can wear a suit, you can wear a tracksuit, and no one can say anything to you. Yeah, totally. you're, you're of that age. Yeah. Eric Ten Hag, okay. a bit older, isn't he? How yeah, old is I mean, he? he's not quite old. Yeah, his late forties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's reasonable. I think you know he hasn't actually had his big big club yet. So like Ajax obviously is a is a big club traditionally, but in terms of elite football right now, they're not they're not in there. Um, so I would say the next Real Madrid boss, the next Barcelona boss, the next Liverpool boss, I don't know, but he needs a big job next for the amazing job he's done with Ajax. Sam? Uh, Marco Rose. I love this show. Marco Rose for sure, yeah, yeah. Gladbach manager at the moment and was obviously in the Red Bull family with Salzburg beforehand. Look, Gladbach are surprise title contenders for one reason this season and it's because, tactically speaking, they are incredible and, you know, if it... So we, we sing the praises of Nagelsmann, and rightly so. These two sides met the week before, yep. and Roses Gladbach were 2 0 up and would have won that game if Alassane Player hadn't had a few too many words with the ref and got really stupidly sent off. Really odd. He had that game in the bag, he outthought his opponent. This has been a very regular feature of this Bundesliga season. He's good at player identification, he's very good at X's and O's, and he's got a good beard. So. <laughs> The, the full shebang, really. Three things, man. Three yeah. things. Uh, Nagelsmann gets a beard and we're even. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's got to get on the... He can't FBL. grow one yet. He's too young. FPL with you and loses the week, then he'll have to just not trim for a month and he'll be yeah. sorted. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go hipster choice Marcelo Gallardo, who is mm-hmm. the River Plate manager right now. Um, obviously was being looked at as the next Barcelona boss. It will still be looked at, I imagine, as the next Barcelona boss. Maybe, Maybe the most successful... Well, he is the most successful manager in River Plate history and... It just seems to have it all tactically pat down. And I, I think that you, there are a lot of things about coming over from South American football to, to European football, especially in management. It's a, you know, a difficult thing to do. And we've seen you know, even geniuses like Bielsa and, and co come over and struggle at various, various places, San Paoli too. Mm. Um, but I think that Gallardo will be the next to make that leap. And I think he's an absolute genius. Next Leeds boss. He, I, think, I think Gallardo needs to be careful with the move. I, don't, I, I do as well. I, I absolutely agree with you that he's, he's a rising star, but he, needs, he, he better end up in La Liga first before he comes anywhere near the Premier League or anywhere else. Like He needs to make that transition properly, as we've seen. It can be a bit of a pitfall. I just quickly Googled Eric Ten Hag. He was 50, Oof. older than I thought he was, and then made me think like Thomas Tuchel is younger. I know Thomas oh, Tuchel's yeah. a much more established name. He's at PSG. I think yeah. he's. I think he's an excellent manager. He's probably not talked about in that elite range. Well, he's not, and rightly so. Do you not think? No, no, no. Not I yet. don't think. I think Pep, when you Pep I think, nailed him on, as he was like, "This man is the man who yeah. you know will take my legacy in the Bundesliga." I think. Yeah, I think. I think you, 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 you have the Guardiola Klopp conversation. You don't include Thomas Tuchel right yeah. now, but I think in a few years we probably will. Maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> 
That is the nonsense siren. Shakira's starting a great a bit now, isn't she? It's, um, it's tough to listen to. I think yeah, I preferred your to, old noise mode. I might have to make the noise again. Yeah, uh, if any footballers are listening to this and want to get in touch to give us their rendition of the nonsense siren, um, then please do get in touch. But Sam, over to you. Are you back on charge this week after just bottling it? I'm actually week? just going to do it this week. Oh, wow. I'm going to do my Mine job. Mine was good last week. Yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. Under, you're under pressure now. You're, you're, look, your I, job's only, under pressure. Look, I only passed it off because I knew it would go into such capable hands. Okay, I knew the topic was great. Uh, this weekend was Rachel's birthday. Rachel's my fiance. Thank so happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday, happy birthday Rachel. Rachel. And my, one of my gifts to her uh, was that I made rum ham for dinner. Did she want that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Um, rum ham is... So if Sam you... posted a picture of a gammon, some pineapple chunks and a bottle of rum and being like, guess what I'm making? And my immediate thought was, well, I'm not going to that cocktail party. <laughs> 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 that looks terrible. He wasn't invited. But um, yeah, it was, it was rum ham. So on, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they soak and cook a ham in rum and eat their booze to get, to get drunk. And I've been mildly obsessed with this idea for a while. They also take it out to sea and, and eat it in like a dinghy because they're trying to eat it on a beach on the Jersey Shore and they keep getting attacked by stray dogs and stuck with used syringes. So for safety, they go out into the ocean. So I also got like a little paddling pool and I sat in it and ate it. The guests weren't actually that impressed, but I thought it was great. Um, it, it got me thinking about... This was her birthday. Yeah, well, it became a bit of a... Did you I ruin did. her birthday? I didn't, we had lots of guests around and, they, and, and a lot of them ignored it. And then a few of them were like really quite interested. So anyway, this got me thinking. Best meat alcohol combinations. Right. Okay. And I'm happy to say that Rumham slots in very comfortably at number three. I, mean, and the, I don't drink, but I know like what you just described. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like want that either. It was, it was very sweet. No, it I was don't very, very sweet. The spiced rum and the ham. Yeah, and also I dipped it in rum, so it was like as a dip. So it Did was you like get drunk off it. Do you reckon? Um, ooh, I don't think that was the main factor. Um, <laughs> you sat in a paddling pool and ate it. I imagine you were with loads of guests. With loads of guests around. I mean, the guests were also in the pool. Like, yeah. Um, How big was this paddling pool? Yeah. Oh no, one at a time. <laughs> was there a line rotating in and out of this pool? <laughs> this is the worst. Trying out the rum and ham inside the pool. Yeah. Carry on. I think we started the ranking. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, this is number three of alcohol meat combinations. Right. Okay. So number two is beer can chicken. Have you had that? I have had that. I yeah. have also had this. It is so quite nice. It didn't really taste like beer, which was no, the first. Like that's, that's weird, why it was nice. Yeah. That was the weird. That was <laughs> the. Never really want your chicken to taste. <laughs> that was the bit. Well, I was I, when I bought beer can chicken. I thought I knew what I was getting into, but I didn't. Anyway, it was really nice. You basically you, you get like you bought the, it when I bought into it as in oh, like when, okay, well, right. when I ordered it. I ordered it off. It was on the menu. Yeah. Oh right, you didn't just make it. Oh no, I don't make all these things. No, I'm not that talented. Oh right, I can only yeah. make rum. It's not ham. that hard. You just stick you a can in the bottom of the thing and put it on the barbecue. So that's the bit. So after I after I'd eaten, I was like, that didn't really taste like beer. What is it then? And that blew my mind that you basically just stand it up on a can, and then obviously the the liquid inside is supposed to like bubble yeah, and then steam, and obviously yeah. keep keep the meat yeah. fresh. Um, and, and yeah, it was like it was okay. It was better than rum ham. So it's number two. Okay. And at number one. Can you guess? No. Steak and ale pie. Oh. Okay, yeah. Steak and ale pie? That's a winner for me. I wonder how this translates across the ocean. Is this more of an English thing? This is 100% an English thing. Yeah. Right. Well, British thing. Well, ale is quite... Sure. Also, but also quite. a pie. 
a pie is very British. How well, yeah, how well does a pie translate? Oh, it doesn't that, I, that, I imagine, has translated. I imagine pies have gone around the world now. No, maybe, but... But, but I don't other, imagine no, ale has, because that's actually no, not that nice. No, but other people have different definitions for pie. So when we were in, in New York and we played in Pier 5 in Brooklyn and we went to the bar afterwards and they let us order in food because they didn't serve it, um, we had pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And... The, the lady that was, that was taking the order there, Christine, was like, oh, right, figuring out who, who, how many people wanted pizza. And then she was like, right, okay, so I'll probably just get like two full pies. And I was like, no, no, get pizza. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, yes, like two full. I was like, no, oh, we said pizza, so I'd get pizza. And she was like, yeah, two pies. I was like, not pies, pizza. This went on for a little bit of time. And I was like... I hope not much longer, to be fair. <laughs> Someone stepped in and was like, you just have different definitions. <laughs> anyway, we ordered two full pies. But not a dessert pie, not anything pie, an actual pie. Pastry, meat, vegetables, gravy or sauce. Beautiful. Steak and ale pie. Steak and ale pie. Absolute stable of, and of the kind of what's, what's a pizza to, pizza to her? Like, well, like a full pizza. Yeah. So she described it as pizza a pie. pie yeah, so it's like, like a pizza is a slice almost. Yeah, it's like a slice pie. Oh, okay. Pizza yeah, pie yeah, is yeah. like the whole. But I didn't know that. I, I was walking in unaware. You're walking in blind. Yeah, <laughs> I was unaware. I thought we were getting like cheesecake or something like that when she said pie. I was like, no, I want pizza. This is outrageous. You can't <laughs> offer me pizza and it'll order me a pie. <laughs> anyway. I didn't ask for this. Anyway, minor miscommunication, but we got over it. it minor? Like, Sounds like it went on for a while. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it went on for any longer than that, that's a serious, serious miscommunication. And, well, thank you. I suppose that that's on, probably One more be... thing. All, also on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, rum ham is not the only creation. They also have milk steak, which I'm horrified by the idea of, but also like a bit sort of tempted to see what happens nope, there. Sounds nope. grim. They serve it with jelly beans. Okay, it's got Absolutely worse. Absolutely don't. No, we're going nowhere near that. I'm not going to let don't, you go anywhere. Yeah, if you invite that. us to a party, we're not You're not invited to any of my parties. Don't worry about it. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's the nicest thing you've ever done hey, for Rambo doesn't want to come. Yeah, yeah exactly. No one's going to your parties. <laughs> right, well, thanks, Sam. That's been... Phenomenal, as usual. We are done for this week. Meaning that all is left for me to do is say thank you so much for joining us to Rambo. It's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to tell the listeners, viewers, who how they can follow you on social media? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm at Rambo FYI. You can watch FPL FYI every single Thursday on the Premier League YouTube channel. It's pretty good if I must say so myself. It is. It's a, it's a very enjoyable watch, especially if you are an FPL player. So, Sam, you can stay well away. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dean Jones. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Sam Ty. Cheers, mate. I've been Jack Collins. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. Rank Squad back next week. See you later.